0: All right, everyone. Welcome to our new episode covering Ms. Marvel Episode 4. This marks the past halfway point. We are now two-thirds of the way through the show, and we still don't exactly know what's happening. So this is going to be an interesting end to this one, but we'll get into that later, I'm sure. But anyway, we're going to dive in first right away with our thoughts on the episode, and then we will get into the deeper details, because I have a few tidbits I picked up on that I'm excited to talk about. So, Katie, why don't you kick us off?
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, you talk about tidbits. I do have a few, too, that I will address then. But I was saying this to Taylor right before we got on to start recording, and those of you who have followed us covering this show, with the exception of last week, but if I would have been here last week, I would have been gushing about it. But this week now, I don't feel the same way, mainly because my biggest thing is now she went to Pakistan. Awesome. That was where the story needed to take us, 100% there for it. But now I feel like we got episode one all over again, where we were introducing characters, we were introducing a new place, we were introducing pretty much her other life. And I I 100% got the point of it. I loved the fact that we were exploring But I didn't need 20 minutes of a 40-minute episode of it, because, like, what was the point of her at the fire? I didn't get that. That whole scene. (laughs) She's bonding with the guy. Yeah, but, like, who is this guy? Out of nowhere, like, I know, we have to address that. But, like, I just was like, what is happening? Suddenly I feel like the show just shifted, and we have to forget about everything else and just... You know, now we're in a completely different thing.
0: Well, yeah, and you know, now that I, you know, did my little intro about how we're halfway, if you think about it, you know, it's something that we talked about a lot in Moon Knight coverage was how the show was kind of a mirror, and it was always about reflections. This show is essentially a mirror in a way, too. Like, this, to your point... Episode 4 is like an episode 1, so it's like episodes 1 through 3 were an arc, and now it's almost kind of shaping up to be 4 through 6, yet somehow it's also supposed to encapsulate what happened in 1 through 3. So yeah, it did kind of feel like we were starting over, but I did really enjoy the use of Pakistan as a location. I thought it was like really fun and vibrant, and it was cool for her to get to see her roots a little bit, so I enjoyed that aspect of it a lot. But let's jump in. You mentioned her new friend. Let's jump into him a little bit. I did a little bit of research after the episode. He's actually a character from the comic, literally called Red Dagger, named Kareem. So he is, because I was wondering, like, who are these Red Dagger people? Now we have a whole nother organization that we have to keep track of, which if we were keeping a list, it'd be like the size of the dictionary by now. But he actually goes under the moniker of Red Dagger in the comics.
1: Yeah, I did Definitely. I saw that on Twitter before I watched the episode, actually, because I made the mistake of doing that. Although it's not as bad as something like Loki, where I saw half of the episode before I got to actually (laughs) see the episode. But I, yeah, I mean, I, okay, my biggest complaint with that was as soon as we met him, and then he was like, I have someone you can meet. they were like, we're the Red Daggers. I was like, oh, now what? You know, because I'm trying to get acquainted with what she was doing at home. And we had the first two episodes to really do that. And then by the third episode, you know, we meet the djinn and we kind of finally get, well, the department of, we'll get there. We'll get to them. But the djinn become our antagonist. Like, I feel like we further our plot. And not that I don't think by the end of this episode we further a plot, but then I'm just like, okay, now we have another group that's kind of just. Out of nowhere, and they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna explain all this stuff," which felt very. It just felt out of place. It didn't make a lot of sense. I think it would have made a lot more sense if she had gone to Pakistan, met her grandmother, and her grandmother actually had all this information. I thought would have made more sense than just like the seemingly. It's. I know it's not a random group, and I know they're to the comics. To your point. But I think their introduction and the way it was done made them feel too random.
0: I agree with that. I really thought her grandmother would be the one kind of telling that family story because it does feel like it's a family story. And I get that she was a kid. but like the way that she interacted with Kamala's mother, you could kind of see that you know, she still has enough knowledge of what happened to Aisha. To be able to, you know, in the the words of Kamala's mother, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but she's like, oh, you had all your wild theories. So she knows enough to be able to espouse these quote-unquote wild theories. Yeah. Why is she not the one telling the story of her family? And instead, it's some group that is sort of like followers of Aisha, I guess? Like, they seem to be very in awe of Kamala. I don't know, it was just very confusing and to your point, a little bit random to just kind of bring them in halfway through the show. I was like, oh, now we have another player on the board where we already have the Department of Damage Control, the Jin.
1: you know, there's just a lot going on. It felt very awkward. Yeah, it did. It just didn't feel, and I'm all for if they wanted to bring them in, but the problem is, is their introduction just didn't feel placed very well, so it just was like, suddenly someone attacked her. Oh no, wait, they like her? red dagger yeah and here's the organization and and they're training her and uh, it just was so weird and i just it felt very strange the episode just didn't feel cohesive with itself
0: no and it also didn't feel cohesive with the rest of the series yeah so it, it definitely was let me phrase it this way i enjoyed watching it as a standalone episode kind of the way we felt about MOM, like it's a good standalone, but it doesn't really fit in with the larger. And I'm, I i do not even care about the larger MCU, whatever at this point, right? I, it doesn't fit
1: with the larger
0: series. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit with the series in which it was built to be in. Yeah. So that was definitely a bit jarring, I thought. But to you know, kind of sum up what I said, it was an enjoyable episode in and of itself if you remove it
1: from the three episodes we'd watched prior. And I mean too. I I don't know, it doesn't have to deal with the fact that she was in Pakistan, that this happened at all. Because I mean, we have seen changes and even country changes all the time, even in the shows, we've seen it. But I think it already didn't feel right when the only solution to her problem was to suddenly go to Pakistan. Because she just crashed her brother's wedding. And her even I know they address it in the show. And her mom's even like, oh, but your grandmother's getting older, and she wants to see you. But I was like, what? Just, what? School is non-existent all of a sudden. We just pulled her right out, was like, let's go to Pakistan ASAP. Like, it just it didn't feel right from the get-go.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I also was like, wow, so her mom just straight up took her to Pakistan. Left her brother, wh- who just got married. Left her father.
1: She also has a strained relationship with her mother, which yeah.
0: was already talked about earlier in the show. Left school, left all this stuff and just packed up and went to a whole nother country and i sat there Went and it opens of course with them on the plane to pakistan i sat there and i was like so we literally got nothing she gets off the between her getting off the phone with her grandmother and her getting on a plane like how does that happen you know like what like i needed to see that because it felt a little unreal okay I get it. It's Marvel. Like, it's not going to be realistic. But that's one area where I
1: felt like they could be, you know? But when you're pushing so much for everything else to be realistic, I mean, even look at, like, Hawkeye, for example. The guy has a family and everything else. Like, they still are trying to have heroes who have a background that are realistic. And so, I'm sorry, but... In what world do you just get off the phone with your grandma and you're just like, Mom, grandma needs me in a whole other country and she's really, like, sure of it. We need to go and fly there halfway across the world right now. Yeah. And then your mom's like, yep,
0: let's do it. Yeah. And I found it hard to suspend belief for that one, for that little (laughs) non-transition.
1: Yeah, it just... (laughs) <laughs> and that is where for me the episode started going down <laughs> oh on the so it second was that sheet. early <laughs> yeah because she's like sitting on the plane already and granted that first shot was super cool to come like through the plane window yeah but I just was so thrown off because last week we're like okay she needs to go to Pakistan that is what her grandmother is saying And I was like, okay, well, her mom's not happy with her. She wants her to tell her the truth about what's going on. She blew her off about it. She just literally destroyed her brother's wedding. We'll have to see what happens. And I knew the story would have to continue in Pakistan. They set it up that way. But it was like, I did not expect an opening scene to just be like, me and mom. Road trip across countries, like it just didn't sit right. I straight up thought she went because it only showed Kamala.
0: I was like, "Oh my god, this girl got herself on a plane by herself." I was like, "Her mom is gonna kill her." And then it pans over, and her mom's there, and I was like, "I'm even more confused."
1: Yeah, with no none of the rest of the family. I just, (laughs) yeah, that is where for me, I just the continuity stopped immediately, and I was like, "This story is already going." much further to the right than I thought it was gonna go because I was happy where we left episode three I was like oh we're gearing up we're getting there and then we did what we did <laughs> and we had episode four
0: <laughs> yeah it was like hitting the pause button on like literally everything like I know we saw the gin, and I'm sure you know we'll talk about that later yeah so yes we saw the gin, and like that escalated because now it's almost like a world hop like not sorry not world hopping because you can actually world hop now in the mcu a country hopping kind of escalation that they're having now it's not just jersey city it's now the united states and pakistan and like so that escalated but like i didn't feel like anything else like really progressed other than that like they're not in jail anymore I say let's talk about them, and let's go deeper into that, because I have a few things I want to say, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Well, I don't
1: have much to say on Jinn right now, but I do have something to say about Comron. Go for it. I know in the comics that he kind of gets a little bit on a different trail. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Um, And I'm almost wondering if this is that point for him, and I know obviously he does become an inhuman we are confirmed that Kamala is not with the way that the, her story has been explained but and we don't know if that's ever going to happen
0: <laughs> actually i have a thought
1: on that but go go for it and then we're going to circle back okay but i'm almost wondering if that slight villain origin story is happening right now because to be fair he helped Kamala he then got in trouble and arrested with the people who were against her and now ditched by them too so he's left alone and Kamala did nothing to help him yeah so this is kind of giving me a Sharon Carter vibe (laughs) where I know I know (laughs) that whole family needs to just stop but I oh my god can you hear my eye roll listeners It should be audible. I don't care. I I said what I said, but it is giving that sort of vibe of her helping out Cap in Civil War. And then Cap's just like, "Ah aha, see ya, I'm gonna go meet with your aunt. Like, you know, that's the vibe that it's giving, though. It's like Kamala, for better or worse, you know, moved on and didn't think twice of him. And now the people who were obviously the bad guys, but were his acquaintances are now left him, too, because he made the choice to defend somebody who isn't there helping him now.
0: Yeah, I mean, his own mother was like, bye.
1: Well, she literally was the one to make the choice. She said, leave him. <laughs> I know. Here's punishment. Stay in jail, son. Yeah, a very um interesting one, which I know we'll get to more of the Department of Damage Control after this. Yes. But go ahead. So
0: my main thing, because I did want to talk about their imprisonment. So I'm going to talk about the other main thing that I had beyond that. Did you catch, and this also kind of ties in the Red Dagger, did you catch the the leader who, he was an awesome character, but I knew immediately he was going to die, so that was really sad. But when he was explaining it to Kamala, and she said, was talking to him, she's like, I know I'm a djinn, but what is a djinn? And he says to her this line that I think is so easily overlooked. He says, well, if Thor fell in the Himalayas, he would be a djinn. That, to me, says that anybody not of this earth, a.k.a. an alien, is a djinn. You're raising your hand. Go, Caitlin.
1: I didn't get to say this last week because I wasn't here, but it was in the blog post. So when I did my background on the djinn in Marvel, it's actually very small. There's not a lot of background on them. But of the things that it is marked for, they are known for... They have a connection to Asgard, which I thought was interesting when I heard that line. I didn't think of it for what you were thinking of it, but I was thinking it because there is a small connection to Asgard. If I believe correctly, it's something that when Asgard was falling or something of that nature, something with heat and they couldn't like sustain it because the djinn are very different in the comics but they do have a slight connection which is interesting cuz Kamala keeps
0: bringing up Thor like and Eric got brought up again yeah almost as much as Ms Marvel he's like very close on level of mentions thor asgard how many times did she was like am i an asgardian when she was trying to figure herself out or with bruno so i took it as if thor if what they were saying is that thor would be a djinn if he landed in the himalayas it's the idea that like anybody who lands in like that part of the world from not our world is considered a jinn which means that maybe the rest of them are from that nor dimension but perhaps kamala is descendant from an inhuman because there was that blue arm with the bangle let's not forget the blue arm i am not putting to rest that she is an inhuman yet because i refuse to think that after putting Black Bull on the big screen, that they would deny one of the most popular
1: Inhumans to date. I just can't see it happening. Okay, so to go off of your thought, I, I put all this in the blog post for last week, but I didn't obviously get the chance to say any of it, so I'm gonna just, for any listeners who maybe didn't get to see the blog, or have just mainly been listening to us, I'm just gonna share. So the gin, and this goes off of Taylor's thought about If the mention of, you know, if Thor fell in that area, he'd be considered jinn, because the jinn came from the Muslim religion and they were supposedly created by Allah and have the abilities to control and manipulate humans. So they also do have the ability to reproduce, which makes sense because of Kamran, and they are known to live for a very long time, which we also are confirmed in marveled because you know they said that they've been around for a while and also we've had proof I mean if Kamala's great grandmother is Jin obviously you know and they knew her they've been around for a while but obviously that's not like the best of world I'm sure there's so many other explanations and more in-depth things you can find but that's some of the basics about them which I think is pretty interesting from the like mythology part of the act of like the Muslim religion
0: yeah no it definitely is It actually made me think a lot of tying her back into where we know she's going to go, into the scrolls, And also, also the Kree. And let me, let me take this piece by piece. So the scrolls, because of course, you know, while they're not manipulating humans, they're manipulating their appearance to look like humans. So I immediately was like, that reminds me of them. But the Kree, the Kree is more interesting. Because for those of you who don't know, the Kree created the Inhumans. By basically experimenting on them and creating the Terrigen mist to unlock these hidden genes, right? Well, in so many words, that's basically manipulating humanity. There you go. Is the djinn in the MCU a mythos created around the idea of the Kree. Again, I go back to the blue arm.
1: No, right. Because I will not, and for everybody who's been listening, you know, I will not get off the fact that I think the Kree or Skrulls will still, at the end of the day, be very critical in this show. I don't see how you can. And obviously, I, for the first few episodes, was thinking possibly about the Department of Damage Control because they're sketchy and I know we'll get to them. But... The further we get into the gym, I the more I think, you know, we have a further connection than we think we do. I'm telling you, there's no way they're not going to show up in some way, shape, or form. And I, I, to your point with the blue arm, I didn't get to talk about it, but... I also picked that up very quickly from last episode.
0: One other thing I want to talk about that relates very closely to last episode, and this may be a reach, but heck, if this isn't Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories, then what are we doing here anyway? Exactly. (laughs) Last week, we talked about how when you pan up in that very first scene of the episode, you pan up and you have the overhead shot, and you see them on top of an ancient version of the... Not ancient, it was 1942. An old version of the Ten Ring symbol, right? You see that. Now, did you also find it interesting that the red dagger, these people who know so much about the djinn, We're hiding in the back of a Chinese food restaurant. I
1: picked that up very quickly.
0: (laughs) I was like, are we doing a very subtle hint to our friend Shang-Chi here? I think we are.
1: No, I picked that up because I also thought it was funny because it was like the ABC whatever Chinese restaurant after her cousin made that ABCD (laughs) comment. So that's why I read it initially and I was like, oh, okay. But then I was like, weird that we're... Out of all the places, we're in the back of a Chinese restaurant. It just goes to show that we clearly have more connected roots than we think we do. Mm-hmm. Also, have been saying, and I put gave myself credit for this in the blog, but I didn't get to verbally give myself credit. I have been saying that there is going to be connection with shang since the get-go. I have been saying it. So, I, I just think this is going in so many different directions. Which wraps me all right back down, though, into... I'm getting stressed because we only have two more episodes for them to explain to me what is going on. We have two antagonists, like fully. We have multiple groups being introduced to us. Kamala still doesn't have full control of her powers and and all of her abilities. We don't have much confirmation on her. We keep getting more information that just keeps taking us further and further down one road, but we aren't really getting for sure answers. So... Getting a little stressed.
0: Yeah. I also... And I know we want to talk about the Department of Damage Control, but before we do, I really want to talk about the djinn in relation to where the heck are they from? Because, you know, we've posited the idea that they're actually Cree, which is fine, because then they'd be from the Cree homeworld, which I don't remember the name at this moment. But, okay, that's one theory. But then the way that the Red Dagger... Was explaining it, or the Red Dagger group was explaining it, was like they lived in a dimension that was right next to ours, right? And they wanted to bring their dimension into ours, which I, at the time, I was not really thinking about it. But then I was going to the bathroom, and like all good thoughts that happen in the bathroom, I was like, wait a minute, that's an incursion. If one dimension is overtaking another, that's an incursion. And I know a lot of people have been talking about the idea of Ms. Marvel leading into an incursion online and I was like, wait a minute, that could actually be it. I like that because my mind
1: was so confused up until you just said that. Mainly because when they kept saying dimension, my brain couldn't really wrap around it. So I just was like, okay, wait, so we have like timelines, but we also have dimension.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my brain hurts. Here's here's my question. And I this is part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because I am also confused Is the idea of a timeline the same thing as an idea of a different Earth? Yes, right? Those are like synonyms. I guess, yeah. I think MOM taught us that, right? So we have that. But then, is that also the same thing as a dimension? Is another Earth the same thing as a dimension, or are they two different properties?
1: I'm going to intercept you there. Did MOM prove us that? Because if I think back to Loki, I can't figure out how those branching timelines make... You know what I mean? MOM didn't really talk about that. We just had different universes. That They literally were calling them, you know, the Earth 616 and all of that. We had that, <laughs> which was always how I thought about the multiverse. But then when I think about Loki, which I try not to do often, but when I think about that show, I don't understand how it revolves into what we've seen in MOM. Okay, here's here's my
0: understanding of it, and here's how I make it make sense because I too struggle with it late at night when I'm lying in bed. Here's what I think, right? You have your what do they call them? Your nexus point, right? Your point at which it branches out. Yeah. At that point, that branch is no longer part, so let's say, what do they call it? Sacred timeline, Earth 616, right? Those are synonyms. Right. So you're you're moving along, you're moving along, you're Loki. You steal the Tesseract in 2012 because Tony's doing some dumb crap in the background, right? Okay. Now, that timeline, ever since then, what once you've left Avengers compound and you don't go back to Asgard with Thor to do the Dark World, or live the Dark World, that is now another universe. Because anything that happens from then on is completely up to,
1: there's like no rules. Yeah, but that doesn't fully make sense. Listen, this is what I'm going to tell everybody. To at least make my brain hurt less, I'm going to pretend Loki never happened. Mainly because what they explained in Loki and where we've gone with the multiverse of madness and where I'm seeing the multiverse likely go doesn't make sense to me.
0: I mean, those the writer straight up said he made a mistake in Loki. Straight up said that.
1: Yeah, because my problem is, I get that, but there are so many branches... And the whole point of the TVA, because there's so many other universes, right? Correct. The whole point of the TVA was to make sure those branches never happened. Right. But then there were TVAs in every single... Yes, correct. Correct. But listen to me.
0: And here's how I make this make sense. You have Sacred Timeline. Boom, boom. Sylvie killed. He who remains, right? Okay. Now, everything branched out. And that meant there could be TVAs in all those other universes. And think about it this way. They were in a place beyond time. So technically, that could have happened at any point or every point. So that could have happened back in 1400, or that could have happened tomorrow, because they were not in a place in which time existed.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna live my life pretend Loki didn't happen right now. But moving towards what you were saying... That's very interesting because I wasn't thinking of it that way and I didn't understand if they were just introducing, like, a whole other aspect.
0: (laughs) I sincerely hope not. Please make a dimension a synonym for something else because I can't.
1: But I guess if we go with that theory, which it would make a lot of sense, and actually it would be very interesting to me, because we definitely didn't think Miss Marvel was going to play into any sort of multiversal thing. No. And it would be really interesting if that's where it opened, considering we genuinely didn't think that was going to happen. I mean, we we thought MOM was going to be totally different than what MOM <laughs> was, So, and I think everybody did, so I'm not even going to get into that. But we had assumed the multiverse would be open now. We still obviously don't have it. So I I would really love to see it come out of the show because I would not have expected it at all. But it makes me think further into this nor dimension, right? And this is where the djinn come from and everything of that nature. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> In like the most simplest of terms. Because... Obviously, like I get the fact that there are different dimensions like near each other, but I don't really understand how they're living so. Okay, wait, you got thoughts?
0: I don't have an answer. I have another question. Okay. I'm going to answer your question with a question, <laughs> and it really goes to the root of our confusion: is the Nord dimension? the same kind of thing as the mirror dimension? Because if so, that is completely different from another universe.
1: That is what I was trying to say is I didn't know if it was opening a different idea again, like the like the mirror universe. I'm just thinking like, What
0: other time did we ever use the word dimension? And that's the only time I can think of is Dr. Strange and his mirror dimension. And that's clearly still on Earth. We've mainly
1: been using different universes or we're calling them Earth, blah, 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 Earth, blah, blah, blah. Like we're not sitting there saying, oh, we went to a different dimension or like the dark dimension from Clea, which was still connected, but that's a dimension. So I don't know.
0: I need a dictionary and I need a rule book and until I get one I'm not gonna be happy because I don't understand and it's hard for me to make predictions when I don't understand the rules of the game. And I get that we're not supposed to necessarily understand all of them but I need to understand the foundational ones so that I know what to stand on and it's very confusing. And I don't, I don't know. So like, it could very well be that they're trying to start an incursion because the interesting thing is you mentioned the Dark Dimension. Well, he goes to, like, Clea comes, but Clea comes from another Earth, technically. So in that instance, it's used as another universe. But when Doctor Strange talks about the Mirror Dimension, that's just a dimension within our Earth. So that's two instances with the same character where the word dimension is used differently exactly
1: so to sum it all up we don't we have no answer because (laughs) yeah because we are confused but theory wise we have two because one goes with it possibly if it's considered another dimension in this in the form of another earth or another just in general like universe because i mean i guess there's probably universes where earth doesn't like exactly exist That could cause an incursion. That could be the start of the multiverse. Would be interesting because we don't really have a timeline of events. So for all we know, Miss Marvel could take place prior to MOM. Yes. I don't want to get too into that, but it's a possibility. I also want to quickly clarify. The multiverse is
0: open. It's just not readily being passed through by a lot of people. It is not what we saw in Spider-Man. No, but... It's also not everything up until Loki. Like, it exists in the sense that, like, there are
1: multiple universes. Right. I'm just saying, like, from... If you want what you think the chaos of the multiverse would be, that would be what we saw in Spider-Man. Correct. People coming from other universes just completely chaotically. It is open, but we don't have that happening. Right. Yeah. But then the other theory to that is... The Nord Dimension is maybe similar to the Mirror Dimension, is like the Dark Dimension, because the Dark Dimension in Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange, is not a different like universe, it's a different dimension, using, being used differently. Yeah,
0: well, see, the way that it makes sense in my head is that Clea's from the Dark Dimension on her Earth. Not necessarily our dark dimension, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, because she's like definitely from another earth. I'm like almost positive in the comics. So that's the way it makes sense to me is that because she's the niece of Dormammu, she's from that earth's dark dimension, not ours.
1: But regardless, that means that our dark dimension is a dimension being used in a different term than a universe? Correct. And that would make the Nora dimension not a different universe, not like a different Earth 700, but just a different plane of existence, essentially.
0: Yes. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just came up with another thought that is going to make your brain hurt. Okay.
1: Gosh, okay.
0: Okay. Would it be like the dimension in which the Watcher exists? Because he's able to exist within... Each of the Earths, but not seen or heard unless you're Ultron Vision.
1: Is that another example of a dimension? I mean, it it could be. The problem with What If is that because we've gotten some crossover but not enough, I don't really know what the Watcher is. Oh, really quick, this is not related to Ms. Marvel, but it
0: is related to the Watcher. His head is one of the statues featured in one of the Thor trailers.
1: I thought I saw- yeah, I thought one of those looked familiar and I couldn't figure out why. (laughs) Yep, and so we'll talk about
0: Thor in another episode, don't you worry, guys, but I wanted to bring that up since we were talking about The Watcher. He does exist now on Earth 616 in our MCU, in real life, in like, not animated.
1: But as far as the Nor Dimension- unfortunately it seems like another thing we're going to have to wait for yeah it's weird because (laughs) we're getting all this information so slowly that i i can't even give much explanation or answers to anybody because we know just as little like i feel like normally we get enough that we can do enough research and really go off of it but there's not a lot we could talk about with this, with the, other than theorize and go in one of two or three directions. Yeah. So it's weird, but what's even weirder, and I know we'll want to get to the Department of Damage Control, and I know we keep pushing it off, but it actually was ironically the least important thing that happened. Yeah. But, because normally they're just weirdos, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is not related at all to any of our conversations, but when Kamala's in bed and her mom is trying to get her to be social and she looks at her and she goes, don't be weird. I was like, Well, wow, I related to that on so many levels.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do relate to that. I've been in the room when it's happened. I really do. <laughs> no, but anyway, moving forward, because probably the biggest thing that's happened in this episode was whatever fight scene, usual chase scene, same old, same old. No offense, Marvel, but we've seen it. But- <laughs> I, I don't mean it to be, but, like, it happens in, a I mean, Black Widow, Moon Knight, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Civil War. Oh, I was naming just the shows, but, yeah, Civil War. Like, we've seen it now, we're just seeing it again and again and again. Yeah, I mean, you can only do a chase scene so differently
0: every time, so,
1: you know. And it's only as important as it is, because at the end of the day, it furthers a character from one place to another <laughs> place, and that is literally it. Point A to point B. yeah. But, okay, we move from this, we do the chase scene, whatever, we have a little fight-fight, and then the big thing happens where, I forget her name, but the djinn leader stabs the bangle. Yeah. And now, the and it's not even the consequence of what goes on that, I, that I'm pointing out first, it's the actual action of it looking like the scene around her is tearing. It looked like it tore away and she got pushed into a different area. Which we'll get to the area she got pushed into, but I'm using area right now just for the sake of this part of the conversation.
0: Yeah, I couldn't really put my finger on why that, I'm going to call it a transition, looked so familiar.
1: It did look very familiar.
0: But now that we started talking about our good friend Charlize's character, Thea, it reminds me of when Thea popped (gasps) up, does it not?
1: Oh my god, you're right! I could, and you know what? I just watched M.O.M. again, like, three days ago. Wow, you watched it again? Great. I was like, yeah, I did, because Mommy Wanda. But regardless, (laughs) I'm sitting here and, listen, at the end of the day, give it for what it was, Wanda was stellar, and I will watch it to the end of the world just for her. I mean, she kicked butt and took names just for the wrong team. Yeah, maybe it was for the right one. You know, I believe in women's wrongs, (laughs) so I don't even care. But you're completely right. I was sitting there. and I was like, I feel like I just saw this and I can't remember why I would have just saw it. But yes, it looks like the way that she cut it. So that's another possible connection to now this idea of an incursion and a multiverse of madness and everything going on is it was looks like a tear like a hole. Happened in that universe. In the fabric of reality. Isn't Literally. that Doctor Strange's
0: favorite thing? The
1: fabric of reality. Yeah. But that's what it looked like. And so now, moving into obviously the important part, she ends up back when the partition is going on and the main train scene is go- is coming up. And so now I want your thoughts. Are we back in time? Are we in a memory? What is going on? You know, I'm really torn. Because my first thought was... <laughs>
0: Literally. that was good sorry (laughs) my first thought was we're back in time because we've done time travel so much you know recently everything's been about time travel right so my first thought was we have to be back in time but I do like your thought about it being a memory as well because I think we've seen that device used many times as well I have to think that because of the parallels image wise from Kamala's movement from present day in Pakistan to being back in the train station during the partition and the way that resembles Clea and her movement between universes i have to think she's in another universe not her own or some i don't no that wouldn't be right but she has to be back in time i have to think it's a a rip in the fabric of reality in the sense that she's going back in time there's no other explanation for why Image wise, they would choose to depict it in that way
1: if it was just a memory. And I also think my issue with it being just a memory is it has to be someone specific. And that we have very few options with that. And from the basis of it being that the bangle was hit, I feel that the bangle acted up. Because think about the fact that if the bangle is the twin of the of Shang-Chi's rings, Shang-Chi's rings all have different abilities, and who's to say that the other side doesn't have either matching or similar abilities? Yeah. One of them very easily being almost like the time stone. If she hit that, there's no saying she didn't pretty much just rip her right into a different time. And because Kamala was definitely thinking about the whole train station, it took her to the most recent like past memory in her brain
0: yeah I mean I have to think that's what it is I don't really know what else to say I also think you know we have to get the story the full story of Aisha and this is a really good way to do it so she has to be let me rephrase it this way she has to be there because she's literally interacting with it right like it would be different if she was just watching but she's actually up on the train she was able to physically touch things like she's physically
1: there right she's not some mirage you know well and actually since we're on this topic i want to do a little bit of a shout out to somebody um who was tweeting us some theories and i was tweeting back and i want to i want to bring up what they were discussing and then kind of what that led to my thoughts in the conclusion of it so we kind of went a little back and forth over what our thoughts were but the part that really stuck out to me was they brought up the inscription, and the Twitter user is at Julie R JulieRMig, all one, but she brought up the inscription, and that has to obviously be important. I can't think that it just randomly was brought up for no reason, but the- oh, What you're searching for, you seek. That was what the inscription said. Yes. Yes. So, with that being said, she was mentioning that- Her- what, you're, what you seek seeks you. That's what it was. Yeah, it's like a long... Yeah. So she was mentioning that, but it's Aisha looking for Kamala, just like it's Kamala looking for Aisha. And they're looking for each other. Because notice how she's been the only one that hasn't been brought up. And I even sent in the blog post last week, I said, she has to still be alive. Oh, yes. Unless Think the about djinn this. killed her, she's still alive. But they didn't even seem that they knew where she was at all. Because they looked like they were looking for kamala they thought when they were finding that bangle they were finding aisha not kamala they did not think that they were going to be finding her great-granddaughter interesting so i think that she's very much alive but i do wonder if there is a a point now because what our twitter friend was bringing up too was the ancestral planes and that connection and so i was thinking you know Obviously, we know it all comes down to Aisha, but this is almost go whether it's back in time or a flashback or whatever. It's the point in which Kamala knows she will interact with Aisha, and where she is using the bangle because we know she uses the bangle at this point.
0: Yeah, that actually, when you brought up the ancestral plane, I rescind my last theory that she went back in time because. T'Challa is able to physically touch T'Chaka in the ancestral plane. So that takes out that whole argument. I love that idea. The only thing that I think puts a wrinkle in it is T'Challa was not moving universes or moving back in time when he was moving to the ancestral plane. That's the only thing because, again, it comes back to that imagery relating to Clea. I just don't know how to marry that with the idea of the
1: ancestral plane when that imagery is so reminiscent. Although, to be fair, and now we've seen two forms of the essentially the world of the dead, because we've seen it now in Moon Knight. The afterlife, yeah. Every religion is different. We are now talking about the Muslim religion. So it's very much possible that, you know, the realm is different. Or to be fair, it might be the form of the ancestral plane, or it could also just in general be the fact that She is going to the point where Aisha, she knows Aisha was. And she has proof that she was there because it's what her grandmother told her was the last time she saw her mother. And the whole trail of stars, which is what our Twitter friend was initially bringing up, she actually theorized that that possibly is the arm of Kamala. But if you think maybe it's not Kamala with the Bengals powers, but it's Aisha with the Bengals powers.
0: Ah, I love that. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure out what that was. I couldn't figure out what the stars would be. I was like, she doesn't shoot stars. Like, obviously, I know it was Aisha helping her daughter. But the way it's described, I was like, it's not like she, like, you know, has the power to manipulate the stars. But I never really thought about the way a little girl would interpret yeah. the movement of what
1: Kamala can do with the bangle. And the color. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I... Love that theory. I love when you guys tweet us the theories because we like to talk about them and they're amazing. Because I can tell you, I would never have even thought or interpret this in any way, shape, or form. I, I, as soon as she ended up back at the train, I was like, I'm, oh, you lost me. Yeah. I had no genuine thought because I did not know what was going on. So, this is just a great example of definitely tweet at us with your theories because we love to talk about them and we would love to expand on them but yeah i definitely could understand now this is a meeting point for them and she's finally going to get those final answers you're
0: gonna hate this is it what she would call a nexus point
1: oh I don't want to think about I told you I'm writing off Loki as a oh, show. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just write off Loki
0: and forget the word Nexus because our little Miss Wanda created the
1: idea of a Nexus point. Yeah, but she's apparently not a Nexus being, which is a theory that we were debunked. That is true. <laughs> the only one who's a Nexus being that we know of is America. Well, actually,
0: can I, not to get off topic, but I'd like to come back at that little comment right there. Perhaps it's not Wanda, that's the Nexus being, but it's the Scarlet
1: Witch. It is. Right. So that's that's what I was saying, is that the Scarlet Witch- Oh, uh, well, you gotta be more specific, because Wanda and Scarlet Witch are actually somewhat different.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think at the time I was thinking Wanda, probably- I don't even know. I don't even know. I think I was using them interchangeably, so I couldn't honestly tell you which one I was thinking about. But to specify now, it is the Scarlet Witch that is a Nexus being, not necessarily Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. Alright, diatribe aside.
1: Yeah. Moving on from that to conclude with our last point, those are some of our theories that we have running for it. That will obviously be a huge answer that we get in episode five and my other big question from it is since we don't really have confirmation of where we are, which is sort of a problem. It's gonna be hard to give this as an answer or give an answer to this, but is Kamala stuck there? What's happening? Because to be fair, she didn't like inherently open that she the bangle was stabbed.
0: Here's my other question, and this goes back to the idea of the ancestral plane: Is she physically there, or is her body still on Earth, a la T'Challa, when he takes the heart shaped herb? His body is still in the sand, but he is spiritually and emotionally with his father and the rest of the Black Panthers and Kings. I don't think there were any queens, but the kings that preceded him. So I have many a question there about whether she's actually even physically in the partition.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about the direct answers to any of that, but I will say,
0: (laughs) I appreciate your honesty.
1: Yeah. I will say, though, this is the point where she meets Aisha. Yeah, a lot of S's. Meets Aisha, and she gets that answer of. What happened? Because keep in mind, whatever happened here is what her mother talked about being the shame on the family. It's what her grandmother talks about all her supposedly wild stories. And it's what the djinn continue to have referenced her grandmother in general, or her great-grandmother in general. And this is her last point of origin. That is known. Yes, and it's also the last
0: major question around Kamala's origins. Yes. I think we've gotten everything around it. But Aisha's the center of the bullseye. She started it all, yeah. and she's the one thing still in shadow. And so we're finally getting that final piece of the puzzle. It's like they had that whole discussion about puzzles. Well, Kamala's going to get the final piece next week, yeah. and we're all going to get it. and We're going to see the full picture of what did Aisha do, how did she get the bangle, what did that then... How did that change her family's trajectory for the rest of history based on what happened that one night?
1: Yeah, especially because we don't have confirmation on why, or not why, but what happened when she separated from the rest of the gym. And that is a big question mark, too, is obviously they told her to run, but then she never went back for them. And when they weren't looking for her, she made herself not found. Yeah. So... That's another big thing that I'm intrigued about and I would like an answer to.
0: I have a theory. Go off. You know, this hinges on the idea that the Nora Dimension is a universe and that they are trying to create an incursion. So we're running with that theory as the foundation. Now, Aisha seems like a good person. The few minutes we got her on screen, the way her daughter speaks about her, all positive, right? Yeah. So Let's say she figures out that her comrades... The other djinn, they don't give two poops about going home. They don't care about that. They want to bring the nor dimension here. And they want to expand it onto this earth. Now, her morals are probably not going to let her do that because she seems like a good person. And that right there starts the conflict between Aisha and the rest of her group. Because she no longer believes in their mission. Because their mission was never the one that she thought it was. That's my theory.
1: No, that's valid. I definitely think they were some sort of corrupt. I mean, I do believe they were saying that they were banished off of their world to begin with. Yeah. So there's something in that, too, to go off of. But I want to just bring up our one final thing for me, and that's the Department of Damage Control. Yeah, let's do it. Because they were not very present this episode, surprisingly, but talk about that prison. I thought this was some lowly like governmental group and next thing we know we've got like this massive high security prison that's just chilling and I'm like where are we who are genuinely every time I see them on the screen I walk away going who are these people
0: I have some thoughts let me fill in some blanks for you based on some conversations that Davis and I had last week so we posited that the Department of Damage Control because think about it this way 2012 What were they doing? They were picking up after the Avengers. They were their garbage people. That's what they were doing, right? Now, fast forward, we're in 2023, somewhere about, and they're out here with these fancy weapons in this supermax prison. You know what changed between then and that? Between now and then? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I struggled on that one. Between now and then is the Sokovia Accords, and Davis and I theorized that the Department of Damage Control went from garbage cleanup to Sokovia Accord enforcer, because why else would they be on the hunt for enhanced people unless they weren't registering themselves under the law of the Sokovia Accords? And guess what kind of
1: government funding they'd get for that? I'm not gonna lie, I 100% forgot the Sokovia Accords happened, because- you know, then Infinity War leads right in from that. Yeah. So I didn't even think about the fact that the Sokovia Accords did technically go into
0: place. Yeah, Peter learns about them in school in Far From Home. No, sorry. Homecoming. They talk about them. Well, yeah, but that's when Civil War is hap- After Civil War. It's after. Because he was introduced. Wait, far? Oh, Far From Home. No, 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 no. Sorry, I misspoke. It's homecoming, which is still after Civil War, because we meet him in Civil oh, War. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Wait. Yeah, you're right. They're just so back to back that I it throws me off. Interesting. Okay. So then, it interesting, but also confusing, because we have all these other people that were doing things, like even Hawkeye was doing stuff, blowing stuff up in New York, like. We've had, I mean, No Way Home happened, bro. And we had all this stuff going on. Why did they go after a a girl at Avengers Con? Because that is initially where it all started. But they weren't going after, you know, Hawkeye. They weren't going after, I mean, I don't know. They're probably U.S. government, so I don't know their jurisdictions. But it's like, I mean, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier were out here just like living life, doing... A lot of random things. Here's my theory to that, because that is a
0: really good point that we didn't think of last week. My theory is those are all established Avengers who fought in the battle for Earth and are widely considered heroes. Some girl- So they're almost untouchable. Exactly. You, are you really going to put a guy who sacrificed his best friend for the fate of the Earth? Are you really going to put a kid who fought the Mad Titan up in space in jail when these people are heroes? Because everybody knows, it's been well established, everybody knows what happened in the Battle for Earth, who was there, what they did, and what they contributed. They are
1: untouchable. I'm only going to argue that I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but I am going to argue that at the end of the day, the Sakovian Accords didn't care. Because the whole thing was to make sure that, you know, they weren't just going to different countries and blowing things up, that they had, like, an order, right? So that is why. Because the Sokovian Accords went into effect during Civil War, when Cap fought them and his entire team fought them, that is why they all became prisoners, was because they went against the Sokovian Accords, no matter who they were. Right, but here's the thing, some purple alien
0: hadn't killed half the planet yet.
1: Yeah, but um, do you see the weirdos at the Department of Damage Control? They really don't seem to care, you know? (laughs) To be fair-
0: Let's also, I'm going to take a a different approach with you. It's possible that the Department of Damage Control just isn't able to locate them, right? Like, I would think that as a former spy, and whose wife is a former spy, Hawkeye, his home location, probably not super easy to find. Yeah. Yeah, Let me me finish. Bucky and Sam, not easy, easy to find. However, you unmask Spider-Man, and you can find Peter Parker, and he gets hauled in for questioning.
1: Yeah, but I will say, like, Hawkeye was chilling and doing stuff in New York for how long? And that didn't even raise a flag anywhere. We have no proof that they had any of that on their radar. And then this one girl, it could have literally been, like, a trick. But they were like, oh, it's definitely... Like, that, is, that goes back to my theory that they're corrupt in some way with... I'm thinking career scroll because they knew immediately as soon as they saw those powers what community to look at. They knew where those were coming from. So, I mean, I know that's going slightly off from your argument, but I'm just putting that out there and we'll continue to put that out there that there's something bigger with them than just like this department that got all this money maybe all of a sudden. Honestly, I don't know how it's going about. I, we keep getting these random snippets, but they, they knew about the bangle. Oh, yeah. But everything about them is, is weird. It doesn't sit right with me. I don't know what to think of them. And I don't, even if we go off the Sokovian thought, I don't see the government having, cause I get the Department of Damage Control, but like they're starting to become not just worried about damage. Well, right. But if their
0: new responsibility is to capture and contain enhanced individuals, because they're clearly focused on finding enhanced individuals, that's that's way bigger than obviously just cleaning up damage. And for whatever reason, they were given this new task. That actually kind of bleeds into my one question. Were they on the raft? Is that the Supermax prison they were on? Oh,
1: um
0: because they I never showed us the so. outside and so i don't know if it was the raft yeah i thought they did just the top of the building but it could have been the raft if it was zoomed in i don't know that it was established that it wasn't oh i don't know i didn't even think
1: about that because that was something davis and i talked about last week i was just a lot more thrown off as to why they had such an like great prison for being this super random government if they're hunting advanced indivi- enhanced sorry not advanced enhanced individuals
0: you kind of need an enhanced prison because these people can do things regular people can't. Yeah, but
1: then here's my next question. Well, for one, Wanda Maximoff couldn't break out of that prison. Mm-hmm. And yet they managed to have these djinn people do it because they had, they like, yeah, for one. But two. Okay, but to counter that, that was Wanda Maximoff
0: who didn't even know that she was only using the power in her pinky finger.
1: But still, that the, I mean, she was still immensely powerful, and they had her completely shut down. But two, my other slight counter-argument, why'd they get the gin? Because what throws me off is, you know, if you were any other, like, government entity, not even, like, police, and I saw a bunch of, like, older people abusing, a li- like, a little girl, I would have been like, oh my god, you're assaulting somebody, like, arrest. However, they were initially coming for Kamala— and they weirdly just, like, ignored her and arrested the jinn, who at the time was not showing that they had any enhanced abilities. Were they coming for Kamala? That's why they were tracking, they'd been tracking her. Not her specifically. Her power.
0: Yeah, but they don't necessarily know it's her. And I think she actually was able, like, I don't think they knew she was there. She and Bruno were able to get out of the way and behind that Thing quickly Yeah, enough. also didn't sit right I from mean, last no, episode, I though. I it's a cop-out, but, like, that's what I think the explanation is.
1: Interesting. I still- something about that. And they're an interesting character, these Department of Damage Control people. Yeah. This is the first time we obviously see them playing- I mean, they played a role in Spider-Man, but this is, like, a reoccurring, except, like, important role. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you about them, other than I continue my theory that they are- scroll or Cree of some sort, at least some of them are. I I genuinely believe that, but Yeah, I feel like
0: I'm really running with the Sokovia Accords thing. And I know it's like not the most important theory because it just basically explains like what their job is. But to me it feels really important. And it did not feel obvious to me until I said it last week and I felt really good about it.
1: Yeah, I mean my only thing is and this isn't about the Sokovian Accords. This is just about them in general. My thing is, is I don't see... Marvel did the government corruption, you know? So I don't necessarily see them doing another government group being corrupt, but, like, in this way. So that's why I'm... That's why I so strongly believe that they could be enforcing and I'm using quote, uh, air quotes the Sokovin Accords from what the government sees, right? But, but they're doing something much different from the inside. Well, yeah, and to your point, if it is
0: Cree who have infiltrated the department, if I were a Cree, I'd be searching for a power signature to my long-lost bangle that was ripped off one of my comrade's severed arms 70 years ago that has a whole heck ton of power. Exactly. Well, I guess we don't know the arm was severed, but it kind of looked it. The thing is, is my
1: last thought which brings everything together love it is the the bangle unlocked something in kamala right we've established all of that so the bangle itself is not power it's within the it helps unlock the power within somebody else which makes it different than the rings keep that in mind is it well, I don't know. As soon as I said it, I was <laughs> because like, I was like questioning wait, my the beliefs. only person who wore it was Shang-Chi's dad, and then Shang-Chi. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe it doesn't. It just, the whole idea
0: of it being passed down in familial lines is very interesting as well.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. That's why as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Backtrack. But that's, that doesn't make my point, but... The bangle itself doesn't hold much of the power. It unlocks something inside of somebody who already has something to unlock. Right. Because, I mean, to be fair, if you don't have a keyhole, you're not putting the key in. So they don't need the bangle. They need the person wielding it. By taking the djinn, they weren't. they were just taking people who are pretty much against them in this battle. They need her, too. So if both sides need it, but they need it for two different things, they're obviously going to cut out competition.
0: Counterpoint
1: to this one:
0: Yes, the bangle unlocks power, correct? But if you're the Kree and you've created Terrigen and you're trying to advance—and I'm using air quotes—the human race and manipulate the human race through the use of Terrigen, you want your bangle back to do
1: that. I don't disagree. But Kamala works. She's a test case. Yes, exactly. She's that shiny toy that works that you fixed and you were like, what? I did not expect you to end up working. Regardless of whatever. Yeah, they want the bangle, but they need her just as much with it.
0: I don't know that that's true. Because now that they know it works,
1: what do they need with her? Because why did it work for her and maybe not before? They don't know. The jeans. I don't know. We don't know enough about the bangle to know that. If, the, if it's been used before properly. I mean, the last person wearing it died. Or at least not the last, but like, the blue armed, severed blue armed person died. Clearly it didn't work much for them. I
0: love how we're both just assuming the arm is severed. Like, there could have been a whole body there, but we're like, no, it's severed.
1: I'm pretty sure I saw everybody on the internet after last week's episode also saying it was separate. Okay, good. Everybody just assumes it. Alright, cool.
0: I'm glad that the internet agrees on one thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I'm just saying it's a possible theory to throw out there since we have so many directions and I have not a clue where we're going. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm hoping that next week we have a little bit more... Clarity, and a lot
1: more answers. Yeah, because I mean, not to be this person, but to follow some sort of formula, there still needs to be like a fight scene, and I'm not entirely sure who she's gonna fight at this point. Yeah, real question. She's fought the djinn like four times. Yeah, she gets better every time. I think half of them are dead now.
0: Granted, that wasn't just her. Well, two of them are definitely dead out of like, are
1: there four or five? There are five, right? Five, I think. But that's what I mean. They're they're getting lower in numbers, too. So I just, I don't know. Because, I mean, she's not going to fight the Department of Damage Control. They're, like, the underlying antagonist. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: I'm very confused. Me too. All right. Well, I am fresh out of theories and thoughts and reactions. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm just confused.
0: <laughs> Join the club, my friend. <laughs> yeah yep amazing well thank you listeners for joining us for this episode always a pleasure if you're enjoying and you have not yet subscribed to the show you can do so on your podcast platform of choice whether that be spotify apple podcast stitcher or any of the smaller platforms you can also follow our blog which has plenty of supplemental research and things katie referenced it quite a bit during our episode today because she does a great job of finding some extra tidbits for you guys on there so if you're looking for a deeper dive definitely head over to the blog and last but not least you can follow our spotify page which has playlists for all of the shows our movie coverage and one playlist for all the songs that have been in the mcu and are available on spotify all in one place it's a really long playlist and it's very
1: varied but it's a good listen so you guys should definitely check that out And make sure you guys are following the Twitter. I also referenced that and did a shout out today. So follow the Twitter at Let's Talk MFT. Tweet us your theories, your thoughts, interact with ours. We'll also be sharing all sorts of news and updates. So definitely, definitely go follow that. Any blog and podcast episodes that come out, go up on there as well. So you can just really click through there and find everything you need. But definitely make sure to go follow it. It's a great place to keep up with us and to interact with us some more. And coming down the pike, we have predictions already for Thor Love and Thunder, which is kind of psychotic, <laughs> um, <laughs> because my brain is still wrapping around M-O-M being over, and now we're already going into Thor. So we have those coming up very, very soon. They will be out in a few days, and then we'll be moving on already into Another double week where we'll have our coverage of Miss Marvel Episode 5, and then our thoughts and reactions to Thor Love and Thunder. So, definitely keep up with all the Marvel content, keep up with all of our content coming out within the next two weeks, because Marvel just blew your mind, so let's talk about it.